Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. The Psalms are man's expression to God. They come from the depths of the soul. They encompass the valleys low and the mountains high of human emotions. There are moments of desperation and despair of the human condition, contrasted with the praise and joy for God the Creator and Deliverer. Today we are going to go on a journey through the climatic conclusion of the Psalms. Psalms 150 Praise the Lord! Praise God in His sanctuary! Praise Him in His mighty firmament! Praise Him for His mighty acts! Praise Him according to His excellent greatness! Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet! Praise Him with the lute and harp! Praise Him with the timbrel and dance! Praise Him with string instruments and flutes! Praise Him with loud cymbals! Praise Him with clashing cymbals! Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Where is God to be praised? According to the psalmist, God is to be praised everywhere, in the two spheres of his creation, both heaven and earth. For he is the creator of heaven and earth and all things good and is the only one worthy of such praise. This kind of praise is more than adoration. It is a praise that encompasses worship and giving total allegiance to him. But most of all, it's a heart-to-heart -heart connection with our Creator. The highest truth is that God, the Creator of heaven and earth and all things good, the Eternal One is the only one worthy of worship, true worship. Praise Him in His sanctuary. In His sanctuary, here on earth we shall praise Him. Sanctuary in this context is a sacred place or thing dedicated unto God. As a result, it is holy. For us today, when we receive Jesus, we are declared holy, dedicated to him. Having given our total allegiance of worship to him, he dwells within us. We are his sanctuary here on earth, individually and collectively. Individually, as we journey through this life, every day with Jesus. Collectively, as a community of worshippers. When there is two or more gathered together to worship God, there's something very special about it. No matter where each one is on their journey, there is a powerful presence of God and a spirit of unity in that moment of praise of Him. Even with all our stuff, each individual, diverse and different, in one spirit worshipping Him. Declaring his name. The psalmist declares, 
praise him in his mighty firmament. In the vast expanse of the heavens he is praised. The heavenly hosts declare, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. They are in a continual state of praise. Why do we praise? The psalmist writes, Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. As the psalmist declared, we praise him for all he has done and who he is. God's acts of power refer to his mighty work of creation and the salvation of humanity. It is because of who God is that he does what he does. God is love. Therefore, because he so loves, he created. He continually gives all of himself to humanity because he so loves. He is the saviour, deliverer, creator, healer, provider, protector, and lover of our soul. His surpassing greatness are because of who he is, his qualities or character. He is love eternal, faithful and true, holy and just, good and gentle, compassionate and kind, joyful and peaceful, patient and wise. He is perfect in every way. As a result, his plan, purpose, work and will is also perfect. God is to be praised both for who he is and for what he has done. It is because of who he is that he does what he does. How do we praise God? Simple answer, with everything. The psalmist lists an array of different types of instruments, covering strings, percussion and wind. He also includes dancing as an expression of praise and worship of him. I am reminded of a time when I was teaching in a remote area and I asked the Christians a question. Is it an offence to worship God, the creator of heaven and earth and all things good, with tribal drums? There was an immediate polarising of the people. Half passionately and aggressively said yes. The other half responded with a no. We went deeper into the concept of worship and the culture and belief system of their different communities. Unfortunately, many of the responses came out of their community beliefs than from a revelation of who God is and what he has done and out of an understanding of what true worship is. The psalmist, however, had a great revelation and declared that whatever instrument you have, play it unto God in honour and worship of him. 
Worship is a heart-to-heart connection with the living God. This is the heart of God the Father. This is the heart of God the Son. This is the time of true worshippers. Jesus talked about this time when he walked the earth as a man. John chapter 4 verse 23 to 24 But the hour is coming and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. In the context of this scripture, Jesus is talking to an outcast woman who does not know who she worships. She believes God's presence is restricted to a particular physical place, the mountain. Like the religious today who believe God is restricted to a certain style of worship or musical instrument, the outcast woman had a knowledge of God. And she was about to receive a deep personal revelation of who God is and what he has done through Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus declared the time has come for true worshippers. They are those who worship in spirit and truth. Jesus talks to her about the living waters, the spiritual rain that is continually flowing out from the throne of God the Father through God the Son in Jesus. True in this scripture means genuine, real, sincere. That which not only carries the name of the one who is worshipped, but also the character. For example, at that moment when we receive Jesus, we carry his presence within, his character within, and it is a daily journey for our character to be transformed into his. For that fusion of him in us and us in him is a result of the transforming work of the Holy Spirit within. The fruit is outworked in our relationships one with another. Also in the depth of our worship and praise of him, the work of the Spirit in us becomes evident. But let us remember it is a daily journey. Each day is a new day. From the depths of the new heart he creates in us, we have intimacy and worship with the living God. Jesus' intimacy with the Father, their wonders, Father and Son, Son and Father, becomes our relationship too. Oneness with Jesus, oneness with the Father. All this is a work of the Holy Spirit. So true worship comes from a transformed heart through the work of the Holy Spirit within. From the heart he has healed. From the life he has transformed. From the depths of intimacy and love that only he can provide and outwork. Out of a revelation of who he is and what he has done, together with the psalmist we declare, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. From a heart that is intimate and one with God, being continually filled with his spirit, true worship 
freely flows. True worship is not a performance. It is a condition of the heart, flowing out of an intimacy with the living God. Worship is a deliberate engagement with him. Our part is to bring all thoughts and selfish desires under the Lordship of Jesus. Intentionally turning our mind and hearts to focus on him. And this is where we need the power of his spirit to enable us to do that. To surrender the thoughts. We can't control the thoughts that keep coming, but surrender them as they come. Bring them all under his lordship and turn our minds and hearts to focus on him. Living in the reality of being transformed by his power, in his truth, authentically worshipping him. I played the drums and was part of a worship team. We would receive the song list days prior and I would write the drum music and practice the songs. Then we would come together before the service and practice together. But even in the time of practice, I would have to surrender my gift and talent to him and treat it as time of worship with him. As a result, by his spirit, I would play the drums from the depths of my heart out of the revelation of who he is and his unconditional love for me. His spirit anoints that genuine expression of adoration for him. And by his spirit, his heart and my heart become one in that moment. Yes, God's presence is always there, in us, upon us and around us. Yet in worship, it is a physical, spiritual, mental and emotional connection and expression. It is where two hearts become one, God's heart and our heart. Where two spheres become one, heaven and earth. Out of intimacy with God, in worship, true worship, the presence of God is realised. When we know him, know him more and more each day, live in the reality of who he is and what he has done, we cannot help but praise him. Worship is not just in song, music or dance, but can be in all that we do. We live in a time of incredible privilege to think that regardless of circumstances, regardless of how we feel or where we are with God, we can praise him. We can turn our hearts and minds to him and open up to him. The Psalms are such a rich expression of humanity and praise to God, even in the darkest of times. Who is to praise God? The crescendo of the symphony of praise is reached. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All of God's creation that has breath, praise the Lord. What a wonderful prophetic statement. All the animals of the earth, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, 
the spirit beings and every person, past, present and future, praise the Lord. This is exactly what will happen. Yet the reality for us now in the world that we live in and the times that we live in, when God's very existence is denied by many, he is rejected, ignored and even ridiculed. We shall praise the Lord. But the day will come when every knee will bow. For the truth remains that Jesus Christ is the sovereign Lord of all. Philippians 2 verse 10 to 11 That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There will be a universal acclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is divine. His sovereignty over all three realms of creation remains, in heaven, on earth and under the earth. The Eternal One who died as a slave on the cross now sits on the highest throne and is Lord over all creation. Sovereignty over all things is who God is. It is who he is as creator and ruler of all. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, to the glory of God our Father. When we the church worship God and proclaim that Jesus is Lord, we prophetically speak out this future reality. We herald in his kingdom proclaiming who he is, what he has done and will do. All of creation will be in submission to him. Worship of God includes the worship of Jesus. All those who have received him as Lord and Saviour worship him and praise him for who he is and what he has done and will do. The Apostle John saw this amazing sight and he writes, in Revelation chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honour and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb for ever and ever. Amen. Every creature in heaven, every creature on the earth, every creature under the earth, and all that is in the sea, giving praise both to the one who sits on the throne and the Lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ. What a crescendo! Just as the psalmist declares, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.